Jobs ringing. How exciting. Hello. Hello, John. How are you? Well, I'm Dandy, and I've just verified that I'm recording. So um, I'm Dandy Dandy, and I have I have to start. You have to let me start. Go. Scotty, 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 guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Scotty, Scotty, guess what? Guess what? I have no idea, John. What am I guessing? You're awesome. You're the bestest. You're so much better than, than me and, and probably most other people on the planet. I'm a complete and utter fraud, and you, you the man, you, you but you already know why, and you're going to just tell us about it, so I'm just going to get out of the way before I, I do another Scotty, Scotty, Scotty when I have something to talk about as well, but you go first. Uh, are you talking because I actually got my code to build this morning? No, nobody gives a shit about that. I'm talking about the <laughs> fact that you did something meaningful. Uh, yeah, yeah, at the weekend I did my 100-kilometer run, and um, or fast walk as it turned into with the number of blisters I had, and um, yeah, nappy rash like you wouldn't believe, but <laughs> yeah, probably too much detail. No, no, was, no photos in the show notes of that. It was, it was quite hard, yeah. It, it started out well, decided to... Um, uh, do fast pork, fast pork, fast, obviously hungry, fast walk and slow jogging uh, just to get warmed up and get going. Um, but about 20 kilometers in, so we'll start about 12 miles or so, started developing blisters already at that point, which is huge because I've, I've run a lot further than that and don't normally get blisters. But the I was a bit unprepared for the terrain. I've been practicing on grass and riverbanks and things like that because it's a trail run and so I was practicing things like having to run through long grass and all that, but the, the terrain turned into really hard, uneven chalk with jaggedy stones. And I, and I'm, I'm guessing that's why by 20 kilometers in, I got blisters and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> so it was, it was incredibly tough, but, um, got through in the end. Uh, it took about 20 hours altogether. Um, about 17 hours of that was walking or running. And then about four, four hours was, uh, uh, either grabbing food or I had to make several visits to the uh, the medical stations to have blisters lovingly burst by people and then dressed and go and um yeah by the end by the end every step was accompanied by an expletive i must hold the world record for the um maximum number of uses of the word fuck in one minute <laughs> so you gave you gave 60 fucks a minute that's great <laughs> i would say at least sometimes more <laughs> god i wish i please tell me that there's some footage of this because this just deserves to be seen <laughs> and and, and... Uh, pr- probably not that bit that oh. was uh that was towards the uh basically the last uh the last five or six miles were um uh just like they were the most un uneven rut filled jagged um sort of track way that you could imagine it was still a track but it was just rough now you know it it would have been quite challenging the normal issue with that type of thing would have been challenging to run on it without um uh losing your footing and falling over and that type of thing which is why it's you know that would have been a concern to runners but um by that time you know by my feet were so covered in blisters and every every step was already painful um because of the, you know, you couldn't get your foot flat on the ground. It was sliding off of the angles, and therefore every step you were rubbing raw the blisters. All except the blisters are all over the soles of my feet, and and so it was just I was uh, literally concentrating on not passing out for those few miles. Um, yeah, so that was possibly one of the most painful things uh, I've ever done. 
but got there in the end. Got there in the end. So uh, quite pleased with myself. Um, I think it's going to be a while till I try and attempt that distance again. Although I, I think I will try and attempt that distance again at some point. But because um, I'd like to, because uh, I had injuries during training, I really couldn't go for it as much as I wanted to. Um, I would like to have done a faster time. So I think uh, one day I will have a another go at that sort of distance with the, with getting the full training in. But I would definitely choose something with softer ground as opposed to chalk trails because they are horrendous so as you're describing this i'm just i'm just visualizing it and and i'm i'm sad that there's not video because it would be the the perfect meme you know you walking through the fields or stepping going fuckity fuck 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 and then you know me while looking through you know fill in the blank in the blank programmer's code or something I think you're missing a semicolon from the end of that statement. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Something like that. But it was all a good cause. I think. I mean, the the, uh, the charity link isn't closed yet. It'll close in a few days' time. But um, uh, including gift aid, um, we have a thing called gift aid here in the UK. That if um, if you pay tax in the UK and you give money to charity, um, the charity can reclaim the tax that you paid on that money as well. Oh wow. Um, so, I mean, you can't claim the tax back on it, but the charity can. So, um, let's say the standard rate of tax here is 20%. So, you give £10, the charity can claim £2 back off the tax man as well, that, if you give them permission to. That is a stunning display of real-time arithmetic. Very impressive, Scotty. Yes. So, there we are. So, um, uh, yeah, so including the gift aid, uh, uh, currently standing at about £5,200. What's that? Current exchange rate is about... Six and a half thousand dollars, something like that. So quite pleased with that. That is a very small price to pay for for your for twenty hours of unsufferable insufferable pain. But uh, it's done now. It's done now. I, I mean, my feet are an absolute wreck. I'm not sure yet how many toenails I'm actually going to lose. I will lose some. They haven't decided which ones are coming off and which ones are staying. Oh, yet. gross! <laughs> um, and uh, I'm hobbling everywhere because the blisters are still incredibly painful. And, um, yeah, I'm also walking like John Wayne because of the uh, chafing. Mm. <laughs> but other than that, I'm a fine specimen of a man. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I'm so happy to hear that. Wow. All right. Well, so, na- uh, na- so what did you do with your weekend? Uh, well, I didn't do anything near. I, I, you know, was a dilettante as usual and just enjoyed a bit of, of pleasant weather. Um, so nothing, nothing nearly as extraordinary as what you do. I went to see some, some, uh, fun theater. It was actually interesting there. And I feel like I should drag you to this next time you're, you're in town, but, uh, there are some theaters in the, in the tenderloin, which is kind of like the last neighborhood where artists of any kind can afford to, to put on work of any kind. And so there's a, there's a theater called Piano Fight, um, and they have these really interesting kind of stand-up comedy or team comedy or improv or just theater. And there was one where they did 50 plays in essentially, you know, 60 minutes. They're very short things, and they're all based on people's, you know, direct experiences. Some are very personal. Others are just kind of observational about San Francisco. But it, I, I found it really interesting. I, I kind of feel like you would like that. Um, and so it just reminded me that uh, it, happily that there are still some arts live in the city uh, i also got a chance to hear just a rippingly good blues band i guess they were traveling from australia and they they i don't know whether they planned it or not but they they played a set at a at a crunky tavern in north beach so um it was fun to to, to see that so um sounds like a great relaxing weekend yeah it was grand um but now can i now can we go to the the other segment of our show 
Okay, wait for this, wait for this. Sco- John, 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 John. No, 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 no. Oh, go on then. No. You go for it. Scotty, 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 guess what, guess what, guess what? What, 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 John? Well, you know how at the end we always kind of say, and if you want to do this, you can find us on Twitter, and I do it religiously, and nobody ever says hello. But as it turns out, five days ago, and I missed it because I'm not on Twitter enough, but I, I had a message uh, you know, uh, from a software developer who's a drummer and who says, I've been listening to the show. I've been enjoying it. I think you might like this app. And it's called Polynome, and I, I've only had a little bit of a look at it. It's been a pretty stunning achievement. Um, it, is a, it is at its base. A, a metronome app, uh, but it's it's it, it that's just kind of the beginning of it. Um, when I was uh, learning to play, when I was back in my teens a million years ago, my 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 teacher had this amazing device, hardware device from Roland called the Doctor Beat, which was kind of you know an unprecedented you know advance in, in metronome technology because most metronomes just go. But this one could subdivide, so you had different sliders, so you could have you could have complex patterns. So you could you could basically, it was very good if you were trying to to do complex feels or odd time signatures because you could have something that would have a pulse you could lock into, but it would give you the essentially the kind of the the, the rhythmic cues to be able to play along with it. So, and I, I was giving a talk or mentioning it somewhere, um, to saying that you know what was complex, expensive hardware is just like a feature in in, in today's world, and that's in fact. You know, just one of a gazillion features in this app, um, which ha- covers everything from having lists of all these complex patterns that you can play along with. You know, much more. You know, instead of just having a click, you can have any number of different instruments to play. So you could have claves or, or you know bongos or you know any other type of orchestral hit or sound that you can imagine that could have been sampled. And then they have lists of these things which can be shared. And then it has other additional things, features for the gigging drummer, um, for things like you know building set lists with count out tempos. Um, and so that that's the good news. It's 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 extraordinary bit of of, of technology. Um, the bad news is 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 that Man, there are just a gazillion features crammed into this app, and it, and it has a a pro capability which unlocks additional features. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to be talking with him and hopefully giving some useful feedback, you know, based on on experience that I have because I uh, uh, because I, and, and this gives me a chance to kind of report back and hopefully give some useful feedback to it because it's it's an app that that I you know absolutely inclined to like and and i'm like the least important person that likes it the other kind of amazing thing about it is you you go to the app store listing and it has you know quotes from will leaves like monster bass player um if you ever watched the david letterman show he was the the bass player in that band for for a while it was uh, all around and then peter erskine drummer for weather report another monster drummer um and so it's kind of Obviously, very, very important people are using it, but it kind of brings up an interesting, you know, product creation thing. And, and, and what I was saying to him is like, you know, it's an amazing piece of software, and that already is very, very difficult. Software engineering, I know we kind of say, oh, it's easy, anybody can do it. Yeah, it's not really true. It takes a long, a long time. But but just because you have, uh, you know, code that works and, and produces features, that's that's like step zero. And then building a product is, is I think, 10 times harder when you think about all the things that, that convert you know that 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 build it on top piece of software to make it a product all the different things about it, what features you put in how you do it um and i think it it's it, it is always kind of uh 
tempting to be able to say, well, let's just keep putting in new pro features. And, you know, we all know this. We've probably all done it. Yeah, you may have may have experienced it, you know, in, in, in even now while you're you're working through MoneyWell and kind of trying to make the, the yes list and the no list for these things. Um, and then thinking about, you know, do you have a monolithic product which has, you know, additional features that you put into it or maybe break it into a family of, of products. So there's a, there's a lot to talk about there and a lot to think about. Um, but uh, I'll be very curious to, to actually talk with him. So thank you, Joe Crabtree, for, for listening and, and for breaking my streak of quite a long time uh, since, since somebody has done something nice like that. He's not the only one, I should point out. Uh, I'm not a complete loser, but it was nice to, 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 you know, to have that connection. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have no idea what his goals are for the app and you know, whether an app like that is financially viable or, or, or whatever else. But, um, you know, he did say that, you know, he only, didn't he say he'd only learned to program in order to write this app? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that, um, you know, our tools and our industry are opening up that people can, can just do that, take their, take their passion, take their specialist knowledge and uh, apply it to something is really, really cool. And um, so, uh, regardless of whatever the model is, whether it was just for fun or whether he's hoping to be a millionaire, um, you know, it, it's great to see this stuff. And especially when it's well done and it understands stuff that the people who, you know, are interested in using the app want it to be. So that's really, really cool. Wow. It's really, really yep. cool. Uh, talking about uh, passionate developers and passionate engineers, John, um, this is really a little bit, you know, left field as well again, but um uh, obviously, you know, we're celebrating all around the world at the moment, 50 years since the um, fake lunar landing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I am not a conspiracy theorist, honestly, but I just couldn't resist. Um, but there has been a, uh, uh, no, not wishing to put our two listeners off of our podcast, um, there has been a really, really good podcast from the BBC called uh, 13 Minutes to the Moon. Um, and it, it's, uh, I think it's going to be 13 episodes. They're not all quite out yet. I think the, the final episode comes next week, I think, which is the time when the moon landing anniversary is, isn't it? Um, but it, it basically covers the 13 minutes from when the lunar module left the command module to when it landed on the moon. And it's using the audio between the astronauts and the, um, uh, and the mission control. And it just, it, it basically is following that, and then it says, well, okay, so what were Mission Control doing at this point? Well, we better explain what Mission Control was. And it digs into all the different details and, you know, how did the how did the flight systems work and what were the astronauts trained to do at this point? And, and it's been a really fascinating um, uh, podcast. Uh, but there was one episode, um, I think it was about episode four or five, that was called The Fourth Astronaut. And um, it was about the computer mm. that uh, NASA had to build to put into uh, into the um, lunar module because it was the first time uh, any any flight of any form had been computer guided, um, and it was a computer that was the first time a computer of major use was being using um, uh, the type of circuitry it was using and all sorts of things. It was fascinating. Um, so from the hardware point of view, it was incredibly fascinating. But equally, from the software point of view, software like that had never been written before, ever. Um, and there was no one with any experience, you know, so they couldn't put, you know, um, 27 years of Swift UI experience into the job <laughs> adverts. <laughs> um, uh, uh, basically, uh, the, the, apparently the job interviews were, do you know this computer language? Yes, you're in. Mm. <laughs> 
um, uh, but the whole way that the software was built, and obviously it was still punched cards, and was, they were writing out software by hand and then punching it by cards and everything. Um, and it was uh, just an incredibly fascinating insight because actually they said they didn't even know, they didn't even have the term software engineering at that point in time. Uh, the whole concept of debugging wasn't really there yet in, in, in everything. So they were really, they weren't just trying to learn how to write complex, complex programs uh, with incredibly limited hardware. Um, I think they had about 16K of memory left after everything else was in there to work with or something. Um, it, it was, they were actually trying to look, work out how to be an industry. They were actually trying to work out how to, build a tool chain and, and do whatever else at exactly the same time um so the fact that this this uh computer got built that this software got written and on the whole it works and it was all done in a few years and in, in, with incredibly limited um resources i mean resources as in what we would see as computing resources these days obviously they had a lot of money mm. the problem. Mm. um and there was there's an interview with a quite rare interview with um Oh, my name. we've spoken about it several times. It's gone, gone. My her name's gone blank. Wrote the Apollo moon landing landing code. Uh, Margaret Hamilton, is that right? That is right. That is right. Yes. Sorry about that. Touch with blank. There's a, an interview with her, um, which is apparently quite rare. Um, first one I've heard. And so, um, even if you don't go and listen to the whole thirteen episodes of the the thing, which I would recommend you do because it's incredibly interesting. Um, definitely go find uh, the episode called The Fourth Astronaut um, uh, and get an idea of um, how these people totally pioneered our industry and, um, uh, you know, the, the things they challenged. And then next time, you know, you're using your debugger in Xcode um, with all your logging and your ability to look at variables and, you know, every other crash log you've got and whatever else, you'll realize you know, how much we have yeah. <laughs> in comparison and, and how well equipped we are. Um, and you'll be well educated and hopefully it'll be an enjoyable, it's about a 50 minute episode, I think. So, um, hopefully you'll, you'll have an enjoyable 50 minutes of, uh, historical entertainment that is currently relevant being 50 years since that, um, pretty amazing event. I can just, so there I, we are. That's a little bit of a sideline for you. It's not a sideline. It's a great thing. And I, I, I wish we could have like video of, of Margaret Hamilton saying, quit your bitch. And I got somebody to the moon in 16 K. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apparently I, I didn't realize that she wasn't in charge, but nobody was. So she took charge. Mm. Um, because she would, she, uh, she basically said we needed to sort ourselves out because no one actually, uh, this wasn't a derogatory statement. No one actually knew what they were doing. Mm. Um, uh, they said they the entire the entire contract because the contract went from NASA to MIT, and the entire contract for building the computer and the software was ten pages, um, because actually NASA weren't sure what it needed to do either. So they, I think it says something like, "Build us a computer and put something on it that will help us land." <laughs> <laughs> Try not, try not to crash a billion dollar device and kill kill numbers of astronauts. So you you could say the spec was fairly loose originally, or something. Yeah, I mean it's like so, it's, it's a, I've, I've worked with specs like that. But that, that's a slightly different spec from try to get some slobbering teen to have him be amused for fifteen seconds. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, no, high, high, highly. I mean, it's it's really well produced. I mean, I'm sure there are loads of great. Um, 
historical podcasts around the lunar landings going on at the moment, but um, this one I just happened to, uh, to to pick up on and um, highly recommended. So there we are. I'll put a link in the show notes. 13 minutes to the moon. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, gosh, uh, seeing that we're all just uh, far afield today, I'll add one more thing. So uh, I saw a presentation uh, from another Elon Musk venture called Neuralink, which is uh, basically about you know putting in these these electrodes, having a robot that will basically insert through your skull with great precision and not kind of, you know, destroying your ability to think or puncturing a vessel and having you bleed out and die, but can can basically insert these these electrodes um, up to 10,000, I think, if you, you break it out of the number of units, which, are, as he said, are, are both read and write, with the idea being that you could kind of become one with an AI. Um, and it, it's pretty astounding. I mean, it, it just it kind of hints at at the things that are going to be possible where, you know, for instance, to give speech to somebody who's lost motor control, who can think think in terms of speech, but can't vocalize or people who have lost you know have muscular ability um but you know have a problem in 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 sending their their, you know neural control to their muscles for example i mean it's basically we're on the cusp of things and 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 the the, it's kind of amazing the 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 kind of you know he's a terrible public speaker he's just so you know stilted a speaker and some of the other people that were, were in the video uh, were a lot kind of more fluid but it's just a, kind of amazing it's like yeah and it's just it's it's a usb port to something you wear behind your ear and then that's bluetooth control to an app <laughs> and then he's like joking it's like and we ought to be very careful about the updates so we don't kind of get people to like you know imagine and we're going to see this still in our lifetime it's kind of astounding that this is happening but it it, it speaks more and more to the you know where are the remaining areas in in the world in 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 our universe where software has not been brought to bear i mean think about it you know it's like having having flight of any kind was an amazing thing and then having computer controlled flight another amazing thing now we're going to have computer controlled surgery on ourselves which would then allow computer control of our brain and then there'll be kind of no no, you know, no boundary between all computing power in the universe and our brain, and and you won't know where one starts and the other stops. And and I guess at some point they'll realize that as amazing a bit of computer that our brain is, it's you know, it'll be looked back upon and as seeing it's like, well, it's yeah. I mean, you you had basic functions. Your brain could tell your legs to move, and you could you could you know emit some guttural sounds, which would be picked up by by other guttural sound emitting flesh bots but that's nothing compared to, to what we can do now so it is it is weird to think about i think it's pretty interesting that um you know let, let, let's just relate this back a little bit to the moon landing stuff um you know there you know, stuff like this is is high risk because not risk because of necessarily danger risk but risk as in you know there's no guaranteed success here just like just like when in 1960 Two was it? Kennedy said we're going to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, America hadn't even put a man in space at that point in time. Um, you, you know, we knew a man could go into space because the Russians had done it, but you know, but you know, no one actually knew how hard they'd found it and how close they'd been to success or failure. You know, how close, how, how, how skin of the teeth their success was. Um, America was actually doing pretty dismally at it at that point and failing quite dramatically. Um, and you know, and so you know. America took a risk and spent, you know, 
billions and billions and billions of dollars, even by old you know, standards. And I think something like half a million people worked on the moon project or something. I mean, so serious stuff. And, you know, the reality is back in the 50s and 60s, that is a project that only a government could ever have done. Uh, whereas because of technology now um, and what it allows us to do modeling and machine learning and AI and AR and all that sort of stuff, um, even though this stuff is still incredibly expensive, um, there are now individuals who can afford to take these risks. Mm. And an individual is less restrained by politics and other things around. And so I think we are, uh, with the technology we have, and maybe even more with the technology we develop over the next 50 or 60 years, um, we, get, we are going to have eccentric individuals with awful lots of money taking taking some very high risks in projects. Um, and the reality is one or two of them will pay off and, it's, and, and will produce something phenomenal that will change everything. Um, equally, one or two of them could turn into something that the world would rather it hasn't seen. Um, <laughs> Quite true. So it's going. I think it's going to be you know our kids and particularly our grandkids are going to are going to grow up in another one of those times where you know the the world is changing incredibly rapidly, and um, you know it's not quite sure where it's going, but it's going to go there fast. And um, you know that's that's both good and bad, I think. And uh, I think we are, as much as we are saying we've moved on, and we look back at you know, the type of stuff that the moon landing people had to do when they were writing code in computers, and now we look at ourselves so sophisticated. I still think we are very much in the infancy of our industry, and it's the next fifty years that are going to really define where it's going. Oh, we are definitely computing cavemen. Well, on that pleasant thought. <laughs> Oh, dear. Did we talk about anything to do with um, what we've actually been doing this week? I don't think it really matters. No, it we've doesn't a, matter. We've had we've had a jolly, a jolly, friendly fireside chat just without the fire. Yep, or the or the <laughs> chat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chat. There we are. Uh, well, it's uh, it's been a job. We will put links to everything we've spoken about in in, in the show notes. Um, and. Um, so so next week, John, I'm in your part of the world. Oh, wow. So that gives the tantalizing possibility of a recording where we're face-to-face with our Lord and Master, Amy Lionheart. <laughs> now we have to have a picture of Amy Lionheart in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just so anybody has a clue what we're on about. Uh, but, John, if anyone wants to get hold of us before then and um, tell us how uh, charmed they were with our fireside chat. Uh, well, or how we help them sleep. <laughs> where, should, where, should, where should they get hold of you? Well, you can find me on the Twitters where I'm Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if anybody wants to volunteer to to lance your, <laughs> lance your blisters and plaster your feet and otherwise help you recover, how might they do that? Well, I am, I am, I am currently taking medical donations on Twitter at MacDevitt. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> You would have my feet are such a disgusting colour, no one would want to go near them at the moment. <laughs> this is one of the amazing things. I'm just sidetracking here. Yeah. I stopped three times, I think, no, twice to have blisters done in, in medic tents. They were um mainly overnight because they were getting so painful. And you know, you've you've just you know, I think the first time I I had the blister street, I was about forty nine kilometers in. So what's that? About thirty six miles, something like that, thirty seven miles. 
So you, you've done a lot of steps. Your feet have been in sweaty shoes. You've pounded away. They're not very pleasant. Uh, you walk into a medic tank. You say, I've got blisters. You whip off your socks. And some you know, young person just grabs your feet and starts dealing with it. They don't. You don't even see a wince. You don't see a, a turning up of the nose, nothing. And you're just thinking, you know, these people must love their job. <laughs> I said to think that because I would, I, I would just basically reach for a chainsaw. <laughs> so there we are. Um, so thank you, medics. You were amazing. I know you're not going to be listening to this podcast um, <laughs> because no one who works in computers would touch my feet. I think that is a guarantee. <laughs> so. So, yeah, never listen, but I do I do just want to publicly thank you, you amazing people. Anyway, um where was I? Oh yes. Or people could people can send us an email on feedback at ideveloper.co and uh, we will both get that and so will Sam, who is going to edit the hell out of this episode, I hope. Mm. Right. That's it for um for this week. Um have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. It has been fun. I've enjoyed it, John. And until next time. You take care. <laughs> <laughs>